You are listening to Aldrin Simpia on SAFM. It is uh, 24 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Emma Sedlier, who's a social media law specialist and founder of the Digital Law Company. The public school system in the state of Seattle, this is in the USA, has filed a lawsuit against big tech firms for the social harm that their social media apps cause to young people. According to the lawsuit, students' performance has worsened and schools hiring professionals to identify children at risk. Uh, The lawsuit seeks compensation uh, for monetary damages as well as other penalties. This is not the first of its kind as U.S. lawmakers accused Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg of pushing for higher profits at the expense of children's mental health following testimony by whistleblower Francis Hogan back in 2021 to unpack the latest developments. Emma's now joining us on the line. Emma, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So is there an admission at least from Big Tech that indeed that the products that they have have some sort of mental impact on teens, whether it is intended or not? Thank you very much for discussing this important topic. Well, I I think that what we've seen is really the opposite. Um, And that is that big tech companies have famously pretended that they are not responsible for the content that they host, that they're merely uh, platforms. Uh, They just provide the notice board and all the other, uh, the users create the content. And and famously in, in America, there is something called the Communications Decency Act. Now, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act which has been controversial for a long time, basically says that if you provide a website, mm-hmm. it's like providing a billboard and you're not responsible for what's on that billboard, which is absolute nonsense. If you read the testimony of um, the, the Facebook whistleblower who came out just over a year ago, yeah. Francis Hogan, who basically said that on Facebook's own research, they know how harmful these platforms are, particularly to teenagers, particularly to teenage girls, but they do nothing to stop it because it's against their their financial interests. What they want to do is make sure that these kids are online as much as possible. The longer they spend online, the more money they make. And they've worked out that the more depressed these kids are, the more time they spend online. So it suits their bottom line to depress these kids. And I, I know it's a fairly crass way of looking at it, but that's what the research has been telling us for a long time. Yeah. I see that um, in a statement that uh, Google had sent to Reuters, they say um, they've invested heavily in creating safe experiences for children across its platforms and has introduced strong protections and dedicated features to prioritize their well-being. But are we really seeing results of that? So, so, so what you know, I like um, that Alphabet has tried, and we've really seen that investment. So, Alphabet owns Google, it owns YouTube. It's one of the defendants mm-hmm. in this very interesting case that's been brought by the Seattle Public School System. Um, and and you know, we have seen big changes in YouTube, particularly. I'm thinking of uh, the transition. There's there's a platform called YouTube Kids, um, which is much much safer. You know, there's there's uh, more carefully curated content on there. They're stricter about taking content down if you do report it of course not foolproof because um you know it's it's user generated content so it appears before uh it's been moderated so if somebody does send a takedown notice it does get taken down but the big change we saw was youtube kids removing comments underneath the videos because a lot of um the the really harmful Mm. and savory content was in the in the comments so for example you'd have a pedophile saying have a look at this video and at this exact time 
timestamp. Uh, you will see, you know, something that you may want to see or just really terrible stuff. Um, so so we did see that big move, you know, to if you want to be cynical about it, you could say that it was in response to uh, commercial pressure because a lot of big companies refused to yeah. advertise on YouTube because they didn't want their adverts appearing alongside this completely inappropriate content. So we have seen some changes. Um, YouTube is pretty good at taking content down when you report it. Um, Meta, I would say, is probably the worst. So Meta owns Facebook and Instagram. Uh, they were really uh, the subject of that whistleblower testimony that I referred to a moment ago. Uh, TikTok, it's a difficult uh, to, to uh, sue TikTok in America because uh, it's owned by ByteDance and they are based in, in the East and, and are not, um, uh, you know, at, 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 and we've been seeing a lot of uh, talk in the media about whether or not uh, they're going to get an American partner or whether America is going to ban TikTok in America yeah. entirely. Um, so anyway, so, so these are these are intricacies. But but I think it is it's a fascinating case. What we have seen, um, Aldrin, is a growing number of families filing loose, lawsuit, lawsuits against social media companies uh, where their child has um, committed suicide, mm. uh, landed up in mental health institutions, um, uh, come to harm as a result of the platforms. As far as I'm aware, this is the first time um, a school system has brought uh, a case. And basically what they're saying is that um, they cannot do their job, job properly. Their ability to do their job has been impeded because Thirty percent. There's been a thirty percent increase in the number of students at Seattle public schools who are depressed. And when these kids are depressed, they're not attending school. Uh, they're much more prone to substance abuse. They have to hire. Yeah. It's cost them a fortune. Basically, they've had to hire um, psychologists and and uh, social workers and people to help these kids. And they can't do their job of teaching the kids sure. because these kids are so depressed. Emma, just a quick one. Can the companies argue and say that? Um, just like, for instance, any fizzy drinks that you put on the shelf, um, that the conversation should be happening between parent and child about the dangers of over-consuming or over-indulging in fizzy drinks. And also, the mm, this is now speaking about the health uh, impact of that mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. necessarily the duty of the company that manufactures the fizzy drinks. Yeah, I think that the, the 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 duty has to be shared. So so yes, absolutely, the primary responsibility has to be with the parents because you know th these are your children and you have to keep your children as safe as possible. Um, but I think that parents are so largely ignorant about what is going on on their kids' phones. You know, the the, the reality is that the kids will always know more than us, um, and you can put parental controls and yeah. the kids will find hacks to get around it. And so 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 you know you do if if an a website has an age restriction of 13 or a platform has an age restriction of 13, which all of these um, platforms do, except YouTube. Uh, but Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, they all have an age restriction of 13. Now, if I've got a company saying to me, OK, this is OK for my 13 year old. I shouldn't expect them to be seeing, uh, you know, um, self-harm content, uh, encouragement to anorexia and bulimia content. I shouldn't expect them to be exposed to pornography, adult content. You should expect that these companies are doing a better job at making sure that the content on those platforms okay. is safe for those kids. So I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a problem that everybody has to has to deal with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and my message out there is to the parents, and that is don't don't think that your children are safe when they're going online, and don't think that you can trust these um, tech companies to to create the tools because they really are failing our children in a, in a very significant way. Emma, thank you so much for your time. Emma Settler is social media law specialist and founder of the Digital Law Company. So as a parent, how do you navigate this space? Uh, do you ever even check what apps your child has downloaded on their phone? It's a minute after half past three. Time for the news headlines.